now rocking with Matt and Dez. Let's go. Welcome to the Matt and Dez Experience. Matt and Dez Gonzalez are the founders of Kingdom Culture Ministries, a nonprofit organization that specializes in training, consulting, and resourcing leaders. Join them as they talk about life, family, faith, and all things prophetic. Now let's get to today's episode of the Matt and Dez Experience. What's up, y'all? Welcome to today's episode of the Matt and Dez Experience. I am your co-host, Matt Gonzalez. And I'm your other co-host, Desiree Gonzalez. And we are so excited about this episode today because we want to invite you into an ongoing conversation that me and Des have been having about the power of vulnerability. You know, vulnerability has been such a game changer for us as it has impacted our marriage, it's actually saved our marriage. And on top of that, it's impacted the way we have become leaders in the way we lead. And, you know, it's actually been the foundation of how we've built a church in Stockton, California. We planted a church. We built it on the concept of family, vulnerability, authenticity, and the power of God. And so this is actually one of the foundations of what we experienced, not only in our school of ministry, but also in the early foundations of the church we planted in Stockton, California. So I'm excited about this conversation, babe. This has been uh, really a life-changing experience. Talking about vulnerability, some of our conversations we've had over the years. I know for me, one of the early experiences that I had was I remember watching the movie uh, Eight Mile, the one about Eminem, mm-hmm. and it was on TNT. And there's it was this powerful moment towards the end of this movie where Eminem, he's doing this rap battle. He's at this uh, so-called concert hall and there's all these people watching him and it's the two best rappers in the region and they're rapping. They're going to do a rap battle and he chooses to go first and he gets on the mic and he starts exposing his whole life to people, especially the guy he's he's doing the battle rap against. He looks at him and he says, you know, you're right about this. You're right about this. I am this. I'm this. Yeah. I grew up here, you know, just basically airing out all his 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 life and, and just his garbage. And by the time he gets done, he hands the mic to the guy he's doing the battle rap. And he says, tell the people something they don't already know. And so the guy gets paralyzed because everything that he was going to use against him, yeah. Eminem already exposed. And so at that moment, I'm watching this, this rap battle go on and I just hear the Holy Spirit speak to me. See, this is what the power of vulnerability looks like. It's the ability to take a risk and not matter, not have a care in your heart of how it's going to look. You're just going to take a big risk and you're going to bring things into a light. And as you bring these things to the light, the enemy has no weapon to make against you because you expose things to others and you're not afraid of the light. Yeah. And I know you kind of mentioned as, as we led and as we became leaders of a church, we would have so many different times where we would share things dur- during a message and we would have people come up to us afterwards just thanking us like, wow, you, I can't believe how vulnerable you guys are. Like, thank you so much. It it gives me permission to open up and be vulnerable. But to be honest, it wasn't always that way. No. We didn't start that way. <laughs> no, not we, at all. We kind of, um, you know, found out through the school of hard knocks, the benefits of vulnerability. And I, I we want to share just a little bit about that and how the power of vulnerability impacted our lives individually and in our marriage. So yeah, I mean, I think for me, you know, growing up, 
in a, like I said, a Hispanic culture, in a machismo culture where you don't show your emotions. Can't speak for every man, uh, but most men are afraid of vulnerability because to us, vulnerability looks like weakness. And in today's culture, uh, men are supposed to be strong, which it's just true. You know, we want to be strong. We have that nature to to rise up and, and to be strong for those that we're leading, our family, to be strong for our wives, uh, to be strong for society. And I don't believe there's anything wrong with that, but that's only partial truth. Mm-hmm. And I know for me, one of the reasons, and as I've talked to other men, one of the reasons that we have been fearful of vulnerability is because somewhere down the line, we believed in a lie that vulnerability was actually weakness. It was the ability to look weak in front of uh, your peers, in front of your enemy, whatever that may be. Like we're, we're showing weakness and we can't show weakness. We have to be strong. But that has been such a lie and it's actually robbing us. Yeah. And to be honest, I really don't think it's just a male thing. I believe that there's a fear of vulnerability across the board yeah. with men and women. Um, and I feel like it's, it's very prevalent in the church. I'm not speaking against church. I love the church. We are the church. But I feel like it's very uh, much understood a lot in a lot of places that you just don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's just not the best way to lead. We've actually had that advice given to us, like, don't do this, yep. don't do that, don't share this, don't share that. You don't yep. want to be too open. And, and I get it. I get what they're saying. I get what they're coming from. There's people that, that abuse that and turn it against you. But at some point, you have to come to the place where it's not. that's not the goal. Well, I think that's really true because we grew up in a church culture and just, and just as we've traveled, vulnerability uh, from a pulpit is looked down upon. I know things are changing, but in our early years, there were, you know, we've had people come to us and say, hey, you guys are too vulnerable. You shouldn't be sharing this from a pulpit because it's going to be used against you. Sheep bite, uh, you know, every, every, every reason why not to be vulnerable. But that didn't stop us because sadly to say some of the first times I've ever seen vulnerability put on display was from uh, speakers that weren't Christian speakers. Uh, it'd be on television and, and different places where I'm like, wow, that yeah. was so vulnerable. And it really ministered to me. And I think this is really why we need uh, those leaders, those ministers behind pulpits that aren't afraid to be vulnerable, aren't afraid to have that conversation. Because right now, I mean, some of the statistics that are out there about millennials, one of the number one things they're looking for is authenticity. Mm-hmm. And you can't have authenticity without some form of vulnerability. Absolutely. And so I, I'm really passionate about this. And I feel like I, one of the fears is that people won't trust you if you share too much. But uh, we have found yeah. the opposite to be true, that when when they get to see into our lives and see that we're not hiding anything, the trust level goes through the roof. Like they, they feel like that we're able to be trustworthy because we're not hiding anything, yeah. you know? And pe- when people are too standoffish or too closed, you always have these questions in your mind. Okay, are they hiding something? Do they not you know? like me? Right. There's just all <laughs> these things that come into your mind. You know, uh, for those of you guys who are maybe on here, like, what is vulnerability? You know, Webster's Dictionary uh, describes vulnerable as capable of being physically or emotionally wounded, open to attack or damage, liability. Wow. And so this is really what vulnerability is. You know, vulnerability is is putting uh, yourself out there and exposing 
the, your internal self to the point where there you are taking a chance of maybe being wounded. Well, you know, after when we were talking about this, this topic and he read to me that definition, I thought about a seed, you know, like, let's say I have an apple seed and I go and plant it in a field. That seed is so vulnerable to everything it's surrounded by. It's vulnerable to the soil it's in. It's vulnerable whether it's going to be watered. It's vulnerable to the weather and if if it's going to get enough sun. It's vulnerable to everything around it. But in that is the growth. In that seed is the apple. Yeah. Right? And so sometimes when we're when we're planted in a place, if you don't allow yourself to be vulnerable to your surroundings, it, you're going to cut off your own growth. Yeah. That's good. You know, and vulnerability is really a birthplace of several things. This is what we've learned over the years as we uh, begin to get vulnerable in our marriage, uh, but also in just our ministry, the way we do life, is that vulnerability is the birthing place of love, joy, and belonging. Mm. And the reason that is, is because each one of them require risk. If you think about it, uh, there is no such thing as love unless we have the ability to take risk. I mean, we, we quote scripture like, God is love, which is true. But God took the ultimate risk by loving on us, dying for us, dying for a creation that we don't, that he doesn't even know will serve him or love him back one day. So, and then think about this. I mean, we, this, this hits home joy. You know, I, I love this because like you can't separate joy and vulnerability because joy is one of the most vulnerable things you can do. Because what happens, and I, I, tell me if this isn't true, babe, many times uh, we're afraid to have real joy because we're afraid if I'm having too much joy, it's going to be ripped away from me. Or pain is just lurking around the corner to steal my joy. Yeah. And I, I was just going to touch on that. I think a lot of our lives knowingly or unknowingly we try to avoid pain at all costs and what we're really if you're trying to avoid pain and setting yourself up to do so you're setting yourself up to also avoid love and to avoid growth and to avoid all the good stuff that vulnerability brings and so I, i call it the hot stove syndrome it's like okay i've touched that stove it was hot so i'm not touching it again so nope not going there i'm not gonna risk the pain of dealing with that again and so we literally try to put up all these walls to protect ourselves but we're really we're also putting up walls to keep all the good stuff out as That's well so good and so and what happens is is i always go to okay why why are we afraid why are we so scared what what is the root you know and ultimately i, I could say it's probably fear of rejection um you know it's probably a fear of not being seen or heard and i think that part of the issue with being vulnerable is it's probably that we were vulnerable with the wrong people along the way and we got so wounded so scarred so much pain entered through that door that we we try to shut it down yep and so it's not a matter of opening yourself up to the capacity where you let everyone into every place in your life no we are not saying that there is boundaries and vulnerability there's a boundaries in love well you know even on the topic of joy if I could just go back to this real quick, joy is one of the most vulnerable things you can do. Like I said just a few minutes ago, because I mean, how many people have we counseled in our journey of ministry that were afraid to have real true joy because they're afraid it's going to be taken from them? Yeah. And really what, what happens is I, I believe when we are not vulnerable, we can't have joy. And when we can't have joy, it actually moves into foreboding. 
I was just going to say that. Yep. It moves into a place of foreboding where we're like looking, like foreboding becomes the magnet and we're just looking for negative things to happen. If you don't know what foreboding is, it's that ability where you can't find joy. You're just waiting for bad things to happen. You're waiting for like things just to happen against you and you start having these speculations and these thoughts that start ruling your life Mm -hmm. where you can't even see good. You can't even see joy. You can't even see peace. You can only see negative things and if you even experience a little piece a little joy you know a little of the goodness of god it's taken away from you by these thoughts that just overtake you right so true and so we need vulnerability because it is so key it it is key to so many things and i've just seen the power of vulnerability in our marriage yes and you know going back to like sometimes we're vulnerable with the wrong people and that is our lens of perspective and how we see vulnerability and it's oh that only caused pain so i'm not going to go there well that impacted our marriage in a lot of ways like i had some bad experiences with guys you know prior to matt and i dating you know had some wrong choices (laughs) (laughs) on my end i'll take responsibility just wrong choices it's called missionary dating i don't advise it (laughs) i don't advise it where you think Um. you you're the heroine and you're gonna go and save and rescue (laughs) these (laughs) these knucklehead dudes that don't want to change at all so you know you're trying to rescue people i gotta step in and be the hero (laughs) (laughs) so you know say all that to say that it didn't end well with with a couple of these guys and i got really hurt really hurt and it was a place especially you know this one that i was kind of like my first you know thought of love or whatever and he really broke my heart and so that was my first lens of oh i open up my heart to you and this is how you're gonna treat me yeah this is how you you show value for me you're just gonna you're just gonna cheat on me and you're gonna basically tell me like i'm not valuable enough to you and you know it it rocked me and so when we got into relationship me and matt i was so closed off i was like you are not getting past this gate to my heart no way i am not even honestly even after we got married i had a wall up because i was like and really that's control and that's not good you know i was i was controlling the level of intimacy by putting up these walls so that he couldn't get into a place that was so vulnerable that would cause me pain. And I think you just hit it though. I think being not vulnerable is a form of control Mm -hmm. because you're blocking people from really truly seeing you. Yeah. That's the power of vulnerability. That's what, that's what changed our, uh, really was a game changer for our marriage because vulnerability is the power to be seen. Yeah. It's good. It's the power for people to truly see who you are. It's, it, it, you know, if you can't be seen, then you can't be loved. Right. And I think that's the thing is that we don't understand that some of the areas in our hearts that have been broken, uh, we're looking for it, it to be healed. But the power to be healed is the power to be seen because when you're seen, you become loved. And it's, it's like when we expose those things to God, but we expose those things to other people, it allows us to become a conduit for love and to be healed. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know if you want to go here, but there was some things on Matt's end yep. that caused me not to let him into those places. Yep. But I didn't really, other than the fact that I had been wounded, I didn't totally know why. There was just this, I didn't trust him. And there was just this wall between us. Uh, It would, you know, we could only go so far in intimacy. And 
it wasn't until we really came to this place of healing and wholeness on both of our ends where we were even able to start the process of intimacy. Well, yeah, you know, growing up in the church culture, I grew up and there's a lot and like, and when I say that I'm not blaming, I'm just saying sometimes what you're exposed to your, your beginning entry point is your foundational point. And so the foundation uh, that was built for me was a foundation that was very, you know, religious in the aspect of you're not vulnerable and you you hide you hide your deep intimate stuff because if you let that out it's going to be used against you and i grew up in a culture where there's been some control some religion non-vulnerable and so i didn't have the aspect of some true freedom because one of the things i believe about vulnerability it builds a culture of freedom where people give the opportunity to be free because they feel safe Mm -hmm. they feel safe around you and so i grew up with a a pornography addiction that i hid for many years uh you know i was a uh was an intern and then i was actually a leader and i was leading people and still had this addiction and i was afraid to expose it i was afraid to be vulnerable I i was afraid to be seen because if i was seen in this aspect it could be damaging well let me just say sorry to interrupt but us even sharing about this i mean some people are like (gasps) are they really talking about that yeah (laughs) Yeah, we're talking about it because our breakthrough becomes other people's breakthrough and there's a lot of other people that are dealing with it that aren't talking about it and that's the problem though when no one talks about it stays hidden exactly and so and and that's what happened i there was no room to talk about it there's no room to be vulnerable so it stayed hidden Mm-hmm. And then later on, I ended up finding out there was more people I was connected with who had very similar uh, testimonies that stood that stayed hidden because there was no, you, you only need one voice. You only need one person to bring something to light for it to create that culture. And so uh, I had an encounter with God and and um, there's more to test. We'll probably share the more to test me yeah. later down the line. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the grace of God. Uh, impacted me and I think I heard Bill Johnson say this in the culture of control sin will always hide but in the culture of grace it gives the opportunity to be manifested so that it can be separated from the person and that this is what it was I, I, I came to the light I brought things to the light well actually it was exposed and I brought it to the light and so as it was brought to light I was not afraid because I was like man freedom feels so good Yeah. And so on my end, you know how I said I there was just something where I couldn't trust him because I didn't know what he was hiding. I didn't. I felt I always felt like there was something, but I didn't know what. And so I was like, I'm not going to open up if you're going to not going to open up. You know, I I, it was never talked about in that way, but that was just kind of like the sense. And so when things came out and we were able to get down to like the root of some of our issues on both of our ends, you know, of course, there's there's more to the story, and I was very angry and hurt and all of that, and we had to walk through a process in yeah. that and create some accountability and boundaries and all that. But ultimately, after walking through that, it's amazing to even say, but I trusted him more after finding out mm. than I did before, hands down, for sure, because I'm like, well, finally, I know who to love. Finally, I know how to love. We have access into each other's hearts in a way that we never did before. I feel like our marriage didn't even start till after that because we finally felt like a married couple before we were, we were kind of like roommates, not, not soulmates. I know we've said that before. And so being able to get free and get to the root of the issues in our lives, it doesn't just affect you. It affects everyone around you because they can see you for who you are. 
you are fully seen and fully heard so when you're you when you allow yourself to go to that place and when you allow yourself to be vulnerable and i think the game changer for us in this whole concept of vulnerability was that we were not like we put a lot of emphasis on putting our best foot forward in marriage or in relationships but i believe the true connector is the moment that you can actually communicate fears mm-hmm. where you can come and just say hey and this is what I, I i we went to a whole nother place in our intimacy when we were able to come to the place where we were not afraid to communicate our fears to one another and it takes risk because you're putting some things out there that could be taken different by the person you love but the capacity of love that that brings is like nothing is like no other and so it has the ability to bring a love that can be experienced between both partners like nothing else. And so it's that ability to be brave and choose to step out and communicate fears because the fruit is so worth it. It yeah. is so, so worth it. And you know, the the actual fruit of vulnerability is that vulnerability gives away to trust and empathy. Mm-hmm. And, and those are really two fruits in every relationship that you want. You want to be a trustworthy person. You want to be able to have the empathy, uh, that, that, that empathy to be able to have compassion for one another. And, you know, the opposite, I, I, I believe one of the things is when we don't have empathy, we have apathy. Yeah. And so we, we, we don't want apathy. We want, want that hard heart. We want our heart to be a heart of flesh and have that empathy. And that's really the fruit of vulnerability. And I know you said something about trust earlier that I think is so key is that we want, everybody wants to have that trustworthy person in their life, but very few want to be that trustworthy person. It's true. Because if we wanted to be the trustworthy person, then we would embrace vulnerability. Absolutely. And I know we're, we're highlighting marriage, but this is really with any relationship. And I think yep. you you touched on communicating fears. And I just want to highlight that for just a second. I feel like when we can come down to communicating fears in our communication, it's really the most authentic form of communication you can do. Yeah. Because it's going past, you're doing this, and I'm feeling this. So good. It's, it's going even deeper. Let's let's go deeper and let's say, okay, why does that cause me to feel that way? There's usually an underlying fear that's causing the emotion to come forth, whether it's anger or you know frustration or whatever. There's usually an underlying fear. Okay, when he did that, I'm feeling angry, and the reason I'm feeling angry is because I'm not feeling valued right now. So I have a fear that you don't see me and hear me and value who I am. That's my fear. And if you can get down to that, your communication is going to go from one to a hundred like yes. overnight. If you can just tweak your your mindset, because I know we we focus a lot on communication when it comes to marriage, but it's not just communication. It's how we communicate. That's even more important, in my opinion, than just, oh, let's just talk. Well, there's an effective way to communicate and a not effective. We've had a lot of communication that was not effective in our early <laughs> years of marriage, where yes, we were we up till 3 and 4 a.m. and oh, it just boy. went round and round and round in circles and it got us nowhere. Oh, don't remind right? me. Let's not go there. That's not effective. <laughs> but so I think opening up and communicating fears is is probably the most vulnerable form and authentic form of communication you can do yeah and some of this conversation we're just having this conversation that this is we're, we're bringing you guys into our conversation that we've been having over many years of vulnerability but you know social media has brought a perversion of vulnerability <laughs> 
And let me let me just say this. <laughs> let me say this. <laughs> Vulnerability is not the amount of disclosure you're letting everybody know about your so life. So good. That, that it's not about that. And we have a day of social media where we have people who are, you know, uh, whether they're saying they're vulnerable or not, and they're just throwing everything shaking out my there. head, shaking my. It's head. It's just like <laughs> no, we 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 don't need to know about that. Right. You know, you know, we we live in the day, and, and I'm not again. I believe God is empowering people's voices, but I do believe that God's empowering people's voices for a purpose, mm-hmm. not just uh, for you to reap the fruit of it, or not for you just to you know, uh, <laughs> or just a place to vent about your frustrations in there life without being there vulnerable enough to actually go to the person. That's what we're talking about. Yes, because the power of vulnerability is the courage it takes for you to stand up and begin to show the real you. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're talking about. Vulnerability has boundaries. If vulnerability doesn't have boundaries, it's not vulnerability. Yeah. It has to have boundaries. And there's levels of vulnerability. It's very immature vulnerability if you have no boundaries. You know, here's an example. It's like you, let's say your heart is a garden and (laughs) you, you take time and you, build up and cultivate all these different fruits and vegetables in your life, in your heart, right? Let's say you have the carrots over here and the broccoli over here and you have snow peas and lettuce, but then you have at the center of where where the really deep place is your prized strawberries. It's like these strawberries are so good. You've taken so much time to cultivate and to make sure they've had all the right nutrients and water and sunshine and they're they're just your prized possession and joe smo comes in off the streets and wants to come in and, and wants some strawberries so what we're saying is that mr joe doesn't have the right to come in and start picking my strawberries come yeah. on somebody yep. he does not have that right he if i allow if i allow and say oh, okay you want to get to know me awesome Hey, why don't you um, come over here and let's have some carrots together, you know, and let's see how you treat my carrots. If you if you treat them well, then, hey, maybe maybe next time we'll go and hang out by the lettuce patch. That's good. You know, this is kind of a funny example, but it's, you know, that love and vulnerability and trust are not all equal. Okay, that's a good. We're word. not saying that you trust everyone equally because nope. it, you're required to to be vulnerable. Absolutely not. You know, trust is earned. We love everyone, but trust is earned. And so it, we're not saying you need to open up the deep, deepest parts of your heart to everyone because for the sake of vulnerability. Well, I mean, that's why even the word of God says, prove yourself to be trustworthy. Right. There was a proving ground for trustworthiness. And I, you know, I, we've seen this over the years. We've seen people get taken advantage because mm-hmm. out of the name of love, they trust so people times, and so they get hurt times. again and hurt again and hurt again because they don't understand love and trust are two different things. Uh, you have to be proven trustworthy. Like I can love everybody the same and, and through the grace of God, he gives me the power to love people, but I don't trust people all the same. Right. And and even in love, like love looks differently depending on um, your responsibility for yep. who you're loving. And I mean, let's just use marriage as as an example or our children like our we have a responsibility to nurture and cultivate the love in those relationships more than than a stranger of course it's just going to look different right we have a priority to those relationships and some people not knowing what what boundaries look like and healthy boundaries look like they try to take advantage of those boundaries and i'm sure you guys probably 
can relate to that to some level or know someone that you've seen that with. That's good. So as we bring this episode to a close, what what is one practical key that you could give somebody right now that could help them step towards vulnerability, to step out to, if if they're not used to being vulnerable, what is like a, a practical key that could help them to begin this process? You know, for me, I think one of the first things that I needed to do before I could get vulnerable with anyone else, I had to get vulnerable with myself. Ooh, that's good. And what I, what I mean by that is that there was some deep-rooted um, wounds in my heart, fear of rejection, things that I had gone through in relationships that I really had to get healing from the Lord and, and heal those roots and those wounds because if I'm a half person, it's like in marriage especially because we're, we're we're talking about marriage, I cannot come to the table and give my full self if I'm not operating my full self. If I have That's wounds true. that are cutting off parts of my heart, I can't give my full heart to my husband. And so once I got healing and really released all of those fears out of my life, I was able to begin the process of being vulnerable. And just to encourage you, I know that it's it's scary, when, especially if you're not used to it. And if you're, if you're just stepping in like, okay, man, I, I'm kind of a closed off person. How do I begin this journey? First of all, maybe just a really practical thing. If you're married, start with your spouse. <laughs> like number one, like start That's with good. your spouse. I wouldn't go to friendships first. I wouldn't go to a mom or dad or even a sibling. I would start with your spouse because God's called us to that covenant relationship and we're already spiritually one with that person i saw and ultimately that's the most important relationship in your life so i would start with learning and and learning how to be vulnerable in that in that dynamic in that safe place with your spouse and then you know ultimately you're going to grow in that and see the fruit of it and you're going to begin to see the freedom in your life and you can start doing it more with other people in your life you know this topic of vulnerability is is such a big topic and we just kind of skinned the surface and we look forward to continuing this conversation on this topic but uh today is a great day if you're listening to this today is a great day to begin those steps towards vulnerability like des was saying find that person whether it's a spouse or maybe it is a best friend maybe it's a pastor maybe it's a leader who is it that you are deeply connected with that you can begin to practice these steps of being vulnerable and being truly seen for who you are you know not just uh putting your best performance performance step out there or, or having that mask on but really allowing somebody to come into the deep chambers of your heart and truly be seen for who you are because that is a true place of freedom. So we hope you enjoyed this podcast today and this episode and we look forward to continuing this journey with you on our next episode. Be blessed. We hope that you enjoyed today's episode of the Matt and Des Experience. This podcast exists to inspire and motivate you to transform the world around you. Continue the journey with Matt and Des Gonzalez by liking them on Facebook and checking out mattanddes.com where you can discover more resources. If this podcast has impacted you, please subscribe and review wherever you listen to your podcast.